0: BLOB TALK RADIO Listening to the live internet broadcast of Secrets Revealed, understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish. I am your PGN host, the Book of Revelation research scientist, Dr. Nicole. I am excited to talk to you about the Marriage Supper prophecy, the Marriage Supper documentary, if you will, in the Book of Revelation. Today we're discussing and analyzing. Chapter 19, verse 6 to verse 21 of the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is the culminating book in the Holy Bible. It is book number 66. By my analysis, it includes 12 statements of prophecy. In other words, John the Revelator experienced Twelve documentaries, these were moving pictures with sound that he was shown, visions that were external to himself. Today we might call them an immersive experience, uh, um, a movie, but not just any kind of movie. He was shown documentaries of future realities beginning with verse 1 of chapter 5, where he was shown a prophecy about the seven seals. And then he was shown another prophecy about the seven trumpets. Then he was shown a prophecy about the 1,260 days. And the fourth prophecy that he was shown was the 666 Antichrist prophecy. The fifth prophecy he was shown was the 144,000 firstfruits prophecy. Then he was shown the earth-reaped prophecy. Then he was shown the seven plagues prophecy. Then the purple and scarlet prophecy, and finally we arrive at what we are talking about today, the marriage supper prophecy. So this prophecy is about the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. Now, after this prophecy, he was shown three more prophecies. Once the Battle of Armageddon is fought, in, fought and won, according to the book of Revelation, once the Battle of Armageddon is fought and won, Jesus Christ puts down the governments of men, and he establishes the kingdom of God here on this present earth. And so after the marriage supper prophecy... We have three more prophecies, three more statements of prophecy, three more, again, documentaries, if you will, that John the Revelator was shown. He was shown a documentary about the millennial reign, the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth. Then he saw a documentary on the great white throne judgment. That's the dead judged prophecy. And finally... He was shown a documentary about the New Earth. So the New Earth prophecy is the pinnacle prophecy in the pinnacle book uh, of the Holy Bible. So if you don't read anything else in your Bible, which, of course, I think you should, I think it's the most important thing anyone can do, to uh, hear the Word of God, listen to the Word of God, read the Word of God, speak the Word of God. But if you, if you only have five minutes, if you only have five minutes and you wanted to get the most bang for your buck, I'd encourage you to look at the pinnacle prophecy in the pinnacle book of the Holy Bible. That's the New Earth Prophecy, Revelation chapters 21 and 22, all of chapter 21 and the first five verses of chapter 22, John the Revelator was shown a documentary about the new earth. Very exciting stuff. Today, let us focus on the ninth statement of prophecy, the ninth documentary John the Revelator was shown when he was called up to heaven again. He, was, he experienced visions, but these weren't visions that he caused himself uh, to have. These weren't visions that he personally uh, created. These were external images with sound that he was shown. Actual documentaries of future realities. An angel of the Lord was sent to show him these things so that he would be able to write them down. That's the best technology that existed at that time. Pencil and parchment. Some kind of writing utensil and parchment So to the best of his ability He wrote down everything that he experienced And that's how we have the Marriage Supper Prophecy We could also call it the Marriage Supper Documentary Our focus today is Who are the invited guests For the wedding feast of the Lamb? That's the question to answer. That's the focus of discussion and analysis. So, again, the key question, who are the invited guests for the wedding feast of the Lamb? Now, the Lamb is Jesus Christ. The first time he came to this earth, he came as the Lamb of God, and he died on the cross for our sins. But the second time that he comes, when he returns, he's coming as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, often in the book of Revelation, he's referred to as the lamb. But he is both the lamb and the lion. So in this prophecy, we're going to hear about the wedding feast of the lamb. So that's talking about the wedding feast of Jesus Christ. Some translations refer to the wedding feast of the Lamb as the marriage supper of the Lamb. I want to give you, uh, I want to look this verse up and give us all the different, all the different language that you might be familiar with, so that we're all on the same page. Okay, so we're in Revelation chapter 19 talking about talking about the marriage supper prophecy. And I want to answer this question. Who is the wedding feast of the Lamb for? And some translations refer to it again as the wedding feast of the Lamb. Some refer to it as, I'm on BibleHub.com. Okay, marriage supper of the Lamb and wedding feast of the Lamb, that's what I see most often here. The wedding feast of the Lamb has invitees. An angel of the Lord actually invites those who are to dine to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Now, if there's going to be a very important dinner, let's say, for example, that the President of the United States was going to have a state dinner, um, there would likely be the requirement that a person have an invitation to attend. There's an order for things, right? Particularly when a person in senior leadership is... Doing uh, an event, having an event that's very important there, uh, There's an order to things Significant thought and planning has been given to many details uh, Including who specifically is invited to come And so we're going to be talking about this prophecy that we're about to hear in a moment Where We will hear the details of the Battle of Armageddon where Jesus Christ is before it starts. We'll, uh, we'll see his arrival here. Then we'll see he and his armies and the Antichrist, the kings of the world and their armies, they're in the same location. Then we find out who won and who lost and how that happens. Um, now, Jesus Christ, Is the king of all kings and the lord of all lords Not only has he arranged for a specific location for the battle of Armageddon He's also arranged for the armies to arrive there, his enemy armies, via a specific path So we learn in Revelation 16 that they are coming uh, across the dried up path of the Euphrates River so there's a specific location that's been planned for the Battle of Armageddon. In addition, uh, Jesus Christ has, he already knows what weapons he will use to fight and win the Battle of Armageddon. And you can say, well, how can someone know, how can someone be aware of what he or she is going to do in the future? Remember, time exists within God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's what it tells us in John. What's the beginning? The beginning of time. And we're also told that we are running out of time. Well, How can you run out of time? Well, before the beginning, there was eternity past. And after, so before the beginning of time, there was eternity past. After the end of time, there's eternity future. We are going beyond time. We are going beyond time once this age ends. It comes to a conclusion, according to Revelation chapter 21, verses 11 to 15, it comes to a conclusion once the final enemy of God is defeated. What's that? Death. 1 Corinthians Chapter 15, verse 26 says, and the last enemy he destroys will be death. And we're told in Revelation 21, we're shown exactly when that's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And then we move beyond time. So let's go back to the Battle of Armageddon. Not only has Jesus Christ uh, determined And selected a specific place For the war to end all wars He knows what weapons he will use He knows the outcome Of the war Because even though it has not Happened for us Yet Because we are limited to Linear time God the Father is not Limited Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh He is not limited So he is Aware uh, Now we're told how Jesus Is going to fight and win the battle of Armageddon What weapons he's going to be used And There's a clean up plan There's a cleanup plan So we're told in Revelation chapter 14 At the end of the earth reap prophecy That there will be 180 miles of blood After The wine press has been used to squeeze the grapes. So this is talking about the Battle of Armageddon. So blood is going to flow for 180 miles. There will literally be thousands, if not millions, of those who have made themselves, unfortunately, enemies of God. Who's going to clean up that mess? The answer to that question is, it's the invited guests. The invited guests to the wedding feast of the Lamb, they are assigned to the cleanup committee. They are assigned. They have a purpose, a function, a role. In the Battle of Armageddon, that role has been Assigned by God himself, the instruction, the instruction to engage in cleanup of the carnage is given by an angel of the Lord to the invited guests of the wedding feast of the Lamb. Now I'm going to read this prophecy for us to hear. And I promise you, if you stay with me, it's about three minutes, Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21. You will hear compelling proof, compelling proof that the invitees to the wedding feast of the Lamb have been assigned to the cleanup committee And their assignment, their assignment is to take care of the carnage so that we can begin to transition to the government of Jesus Christ on this earth. Let's hear it. Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21. We are about to hear... The marriage supper prophecy, the first resurrection has occurred after the wrath of Satan. The first resurrection has occurred. Then the wrath of God occurs, and it culminates. The wrath of God is not limited to, but it culminates with the battle of Armageddon. So we're at that point in linear time, in chronological time, where the great tribulation has come and gone. The first resurrection has come and gone. The seven final plagues of the Lord on this present earth, they have come and gone. We are at the pinnacle Period of the wrath of God, which is the Battle of Armageddon, here is the primary source, the key documentary, the key prophecy on the Battle of Armageddon in the book of Revelation. John the Revelator says, Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd, or the roar of mighty ocean waves, or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and let us give honor to him, for the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, these are true words that come from God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their faith in Jesus. Worship only God. For the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Then I saw heaven opened and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in the finest of pure white linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a winepress. On his robe, at his thigh, was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophet, were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse, and the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. That is the marriage supper prophecy in its entirety. Let's hear that last verse and some of the other verses as well, but let's start with that last verse. It says, their entire army, who's there? The armies with allegiance to the beast that in this instance is talking about the Antichrist, their entire army, so the, the army that has allegiance to the Antichrist and the false prophet, their entire army was killed. Well, how was 100% of the army killed? It says, by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse. Recall that early in the prophecy we learned that the one riding the white horse is Jesus Christ. Now how do we know that? Verses 11 to 16 of chapter 19 are there solely for the purpose of communicating who the rider of the white horse is. In verse 16 it says, On his robe, talking about the rider of the white horse, was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. So even if we only had verse 16, we could be confident that the rider of the white horse is Jesus Christ, but more information is given. We're told in verse 11 that the name of the rider of the white horse is faithful and true. We're also told, His eyes were like flames of fire. That's the same description John the Revelator gave in chapter 1 of the book of Revelation. Then we're told in verse 13, He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if the Word was God... That explains why his title was the word of God. So in Timothy we learn great is the mystery of the Godhead. Here, O Israel, we learn elsewhere. Here, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. So the Lord our God is one. There's God the Father. He gave himself a human form so that we could get back into right standing with him. So God manifests in the flesh is Jesus Christ. And then he has a Holy Spirit that allows every believer who has been adopted into the family of God to have God with him or with her, with us dwelling on the inside of us, making us a temple of the living God. Now, the rider of the white horse, again, is Jesus Christ. And we're also told, going back to this last verse of the marriage supper prophecy, their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse. That means that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has come as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has devoured the enemies of Israel, the enemies of God's holy people, 100% of those in the armies of the Antichrist, the kings of the world, and the false prophet, 100% of those individuals are destroyed by Jesus Christ, who is the one who will be riding the white horse, And he uses a weapon, which is a sharp sword. We're told that the sharp sword actually comes from his mouth. So that's an amazing weapon that he's going to use to take the lives of his enemies, our enemies as believers in Jesus Christ, our enemies as uh, those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, those who look forward to his soon coming and the establishment of his government on this present earth. And we're told in Isaiah chapter 9, and of the increase of his government, who's that, the one riding the white horse, Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 9, we're told, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Now, getting back to our initial question, our focus for today, Uh, Who are the invitees? Who are the guests of the wedding feast of the Lamb? Well, the last sentence of the last verse says, reading Revelation chapter 19, verse 21, And the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. Now, I don't know about you, but... I am not interested in gorging myself on a dead body. I'm not a cannibal, and neither are you. The wedding feast of the Lamb is for the vultures. They are assigned to the cleanup committee for the Battle of Armageddon. Their instruction Their instruction is provided by the angel of the Lord, and they're told in verse 17, come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Now, this is a great banquet indeed. We're told in Revelation 14 that the banquet will include 180 miles, 180 miles of blood and carnage, but this is not a great banquet for the sheep the wheat, the bride. This is a banquet for the vultures. Now, how do we know? It says, come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slaves, small and great. This is not a metaphor. This is literal. When this Battle of Armageddon is fought and once Somebody's got to clean up that mess, and it's not going to be you or me. It's going to be the vultures. That's their assignment. Now, they're given that instruction in verse 17, and then in verse 21, we're told that they follow it. It says, and the vultures all gorge themselves on the dead bodies. So that's referring to the dead bodies of the armies, that have uh, pledged allegiance to the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the kings of the world. Um, but we also understand from verse 17 that they're also going to gorge themselves on the flesh of horses uh, as well. So we have answered the question, uh, who is the banquet? Who is the banquet for? Who is the wedding feast of the Lamb for? Now, in, in some sense, it is for us, the children of God, the bride of Christ, the wheat, the sheep, the good fish, those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, the members of the royal race, those of us who will inherit the earth. So in some sense, it's for us because the Battle of Armageddon is the war to end all wars. There will never, ever be another war on this present earth or on the new earth to come after the Battle of Armageddon. How do we know that? We know it from Isaiah several places, but the key place... And of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. Now, when do we have the beginning of his government? It starts immediately when the Battle of Armageddon is fought and won. It's fought and won. Okay, so let us remember. That the wedding feast of the Lamb is a great banquet that God has prepared. It's a banquet where the flesh of kings and horses uh, will be devoured. That flesh will be devoured by vultures, not the bride of Christ. It will be devoured by vultures according to Revelation chapter 19 verse 21. They will gorge themselves on the bodies of the enemies of God and... They will serve their role in the Battle of Armageddon, and we will see the beginning of the government of Jesus Christ uh, with the start of the millennial reign. We're going to continue discussion and analysis uh, of the Marriage Supper prophecy on Sunday. I want to invite you to, to be with us live to also share your perspective, or pose a question about the Book of Revelation, you can do that by using our PGN text number one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. You can text in your comment, your perspective, your question about the Book of Revelation twenty four seven using our PGN text number that's one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. When you do that, just say, "Hey, this is a question for the Book of Revelation a Research Scientists." Profit Randy Chandler will get that to me and I will follow up on your question in a future live internet broadcast. During the Live Internet broadcast, you're also invited to be with me and with us in real time. Our PGM phone number is one three one nine five two seven six. 527 sometimes people use that number again it's one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven sometimes people use the number uh, as a way to connect to the broadcast so you can use the number simply as a way to listen during the live internet broadcast you can also when you're using the number or for the singular purpose of connecting during the live internet broadcast when you call that number If you press one, that raises your hand in the Blog Talk virtual queue, and that lets the Blog Talk host know that you wanna talk, you wanna come on live on the air. So I invite you to do that. We do that on, uh, I think every PGN host uses that. Um, I certainly do too. So if you'd like to connect with me in real time, connect with us as we're talking about the book of Revelation, I invite you to do that. This broadcast is live in 2023, every Thursday and every Sunday. We're coming on live Sundays at 12 noon Texas time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time. And on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central time, that's 11 a.m. Eastern time. I invite you to make a plan, so on purpose, plan to get more of the Book of Revelation into your long-term memory So that you can draw on the word of God as needed so that as these end time events are happening, you have the word of God to process the information, to process the information in a way that allows you to be confident about what is sure to come to pass and when it will come to pass. So let's be aware of our schedule for the rest of 2023. Every Thursday. And Sunday, in September, we're talking about the Marriage Supper Prophecy, Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21. That's all about the Battle of Armageddon. In October, we'll be moving on to the 10th documentary, the 10th Statement of Prophecy in the Book of Revelation. That's the Millennial Reign Prophecy. In November, every live Internet broadcast of this PGM program, Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from Start to Finish, Each of our live Internet broadcasts in November will be about the dead judged prophecy. So what happens at the Great White Throne Judgment? When is the Great White Throne Judgment? That will be our uh, focus for November of 2023. And in December, we're going to end with talking about the New Earth Prophecy. There will be a new earth and a new heaven and... uh, Revelation 21 says there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears, no more mourning, no more grief. You say, well, how can that be? Because all five of God's enemies will be destroyed. They'll be uh, in eternal damnation, in the outer darkness, in a fiery lake that burns with sulfur and brimstone, forever separated from you and me and our God. So I'm so excited to be here with you to talk about the book of Revelation. Thank you so much for being with me and with us today. We're going to continue on Sunday with more on the book of Revelation. And if you haven't done so yet, I urge you, according to Jeremiah 33:3, call out to God. He promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. Until next time, friend.